Welcome to episode 5 of the Empowered Beyond Pain podcast, proudly brought to you by Bodylogic Physiotherapy. In this week's episode, we hear the stories from some of the amazing people that brought you the 10 facts every person should know about back pain in last week's episode. Persistent pain that impacts our quality of life can be distressing. We often hear stories of people feeling hopeless and getting down, which is a really normal response when pain can take us away from doing things that bring us joy and meaning in our life. Add in the disappointment felt after yet another treatment doesn't work or the clinician you were recommended to see tried their best but still wasn't able to help, not to mention the time and financial costs of seeking care. It's no wonder pain's associated with mental ill health like stress, depression and anxiety. These impacts of pain were common in the cohort of people with disabling low back pain that motivated the 10 facts about back pain scientific paper we discussed last episode. And as you're about to hear, there are common themes that help people get from a place of pain, worry, fear and distress back to living again. So you're about to hear from six of the 10 patients that presented the back pain facts as they share their stories of where they were, where they are now and how they got there. Following this, I have a longer conversation with Gilletta Belton. Now, Gilletta is the co-chair of the International Association for the Study of Pain's Global Alliance of Pain Patient Advocates Task Force and the Patient and Public Partnership Editor at the Journal of Orthopaedic and Sports Physical Therapy. Gilletta has a lived experience of overcoming the impacts of persistent pain, which you can read all about on her fantastic blog at www.mycuppajoe.com. As always, you'll find supporting materials, the back pain facts videos and research papers, and the transcript at the show notes page, which is www.bodylogic.physio forward slash podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Empowered Beyond Pain. And remember to ask, is there more to pain than damage? My name's Jamie. I had lower back pain for about nine months. Um, six months, barely got out of bed. Um, when I was in pain, I kind of got wrapped up in the whole internet checking what I should do and going to physios and doctors that was co- told me kind of counterproductive stuff that kind of ended up in me being one week out of uh, getting a spinal fusion. Um, I found a right physio and t- everything changed after that. Um, I got off all the drugs I was on, all the trammel and... No, there was two other types of drugs that they escaped me now, but I was on a lot of them, um, not feeling real good. And once I found this physio, like I said, everything turned around. Um, it was nothing hands-on. It was all just exercises to do and building confidence in myself again. Um, and, yeah, I got out of it, and things are really good now. It's back to normal, except I'm, I'm smarter now because I know how to handle and manage the pain when it comes. And it did come recently again. I, I um, hurt my back digging a trench. And um, I knew how to deal with it, and it was heaps better. Uh, hi, my name is Joe. I'm a, I'm a firefighter from Perth, WA. Uh, before treatment, I was absolutely terrified of my pain. I thought my pain meant that I was damaged, and I, I feared that any movement I did through the pain would, would just cause that damage to get worse. So as a result, I was, uh, I was moving less and less and avoiding pretty much anything that would cause a flare-up which led to more and more flare-ups because I found the less that I moved, the, the less I was able to move. Um, 
now I've got my life back. I, I do everything that I enjoy. Yeah, so there's there's really nothing that restricts me anymore. Uh, I, I do everything that I was able to do before. I still have pain, but it, it doesn't bother me in the way that it did. I think that the meaning of the pain has, has really been taken away. And I think the biggest message that I got that helped do that is that pain didn't mean damage and that, that you can you can have pain. And it, it just, just means that you've got sensitive structures and it, it doesn't actually mean that there's, there's damage being done and that, that things are actually getting worse. Um, if, if there was one message I could, I could give to other people in pain in my situation, it's that even though your pain is absolutely real, um, you, you're probably not as damaged as uh, what you've been led to believe. I know that I got some terrible advice really early on that, that terrified me. And, and it was only when I started, you know, doing my treatment with it that, that things really started to um, get better. My name's Anthony and I had back pain for nine years. Uh, back then, I would start my day with morning stretches to prepare my body for what I would expect to be a day full of pain running up and down my back, glutes and hamstrings. Um, during work, I would always take uh, painkillers and rub my back um, quite frequently to relieve uh, any sort of pain I had and at the end of the day I got home from work and I lay down on the floor for half an hour and did nothing just to relieve the tension there. Uh, now I'm pain free. Uh, I hit my deadlift and squat goals of 180 kg and 140 kg respectively. Uh, I can play basketball as hard as I want without repercussion and I've taken up Muay Thai and boxing just because I can and I've got a son on the way and I look forward to bending over and picking him up and doing whatever a dad needs to do. Everything changed due to the education I received around back pain. Uh, rather than having the symptoms treated, I was made to understand that it was my fear of pain that caused, caused me to alter my movements and avoid certain movements. Um, back then, I would tense up every time I bent over or I would avoid bending over with a rounded back. Um, but essentially, it was the understanding that I needed to start relaxing and moving as, my, as naturally as possible as my body was designed to do and not be afraid. Um, that really changed everything and um, relieved uh, all, the, all the tension and uh, eventually the pain. I've lived with persistent pain for over 11 years. For the first four years, I struggled both coming to terms with my situation and with the often intense pain I was suffering. I struggled to work, to sleep and just to generally function. At that time, the main strategies I was given to deal with my pain and disability were medical ones, for example, surgery, injections and medications. Thankfully, four years in, I had a life-changing episode of care from a physiotherapist. He not only helped me improve my physical situation, but he also helped me gain a better understanding of my condition and how to better self-manage it. I learned that there are far more ingredients to the pain experience than just my simple anatomy. Changing my focus from trying to fix my physical body to considering the wider aspects of my life, for example sleep, stress and enjoyment of life, helped me improve my situation considerably. Although I still experience daily pain, and sometimes that can be severe, I'm thankfully able to live a good and happy life with pain. Adrian McGregor, 55 years of age, and I have a chronic lower back pain. When I first presented to my GP about the pain, it was never really explained by him or anybody else the difference between acute pain 
and chronic pain. It wasn't long before I was on a regime of pharmaceutical drugs, right up to the morphine patches. Uh, I had been prescribed core strengthening exercises, all designed to prevent that micro-movement of the spine, and I'd had two spinal surgeries. All that resulted in the same levels of chronic pain. I knew I had to find another way out of this. That came from a nudge towards the psychological factors that might be contributing or causing the pain. So looking at reducing anxiety levels, stress levels, sleep, movement, nutrition, all these sort of kind of mind-body connection things that I'd never really heard about before. My current position is a level of acceptance that chronic pain might be here to stay, but I'm actually leading a life where I'm doing stuff, I'm contributing, I'm doing the sort of things that bring pleasure to my life. Before, my life was, was really just kind of dark and despairing and, and very, very small. I became very isolated and withdrawn from all of the people and the places and the experiences that really mattered to me. And not going to work anymore because I was off on workers' compensation was hugely upsetting and disruptive to my life because so much of my life had been based around work. And that was what gave me a sense of meaning and purpose and self-worth. So when I was off work and in this kind of dark and despairing place, I didn't feel like I had a sense of self-worth. I didn't have a purpose anymore. I didn't really know who I was anymore. It was really, um, really disconcerting and really upsetting and difficult. My life is so much different now and it, and it took time to get there, but having a different understanding of pain led to a different understanding of myself with pain and allowed me to get back to my life and allowed me to get back to the things that were meaningful to me and the activities that were meaningful to me. And I get outside and play as much as possible. I snowboard, I hike, um, I, I run or jog, probably more like jogging now. Um, I don't go to the gym so much anymore because outside is my gym. And then I also do all the other things that I, I love, like reading and cooking and coloring and, and those sorts of things, which are pretty simple indoor-based activities, but also things that I had gotten away from when I was in pain. So just, just able to do those things that kind of make me feel more like me. My understanding of pain completely shifted, and there was a lot of cognitive dissonance going on when I first started to learn um, like about pain biology and pain science. But I just understood pain to be less about damage and less about what's happening you know, immediately in those tissues. But that's a part of it. What's going on in the tissues is part of it. But that pain is a whole person experience, that, that it involves a lot of different biological factors, a lot of different psychological and social factors too. And that all of those things are very real and, and based in our biology. So I, I came to understand my pain as being very real, which before meant that it had to be like found on a scan and understanding pain as real in a different way. That it's something that is affected by and affects all of our systems, you know, our nervous system, our immune system, our endocrine system. Um, and, and that those things change over time when we've been in pain for a long time. But the really cool thing is that our biology is constantly adapting with our new and repeated experiences and that I had some control over what those new and repeated experiences were. Um, and that was huge, that was huge. To, to understand that I wasn't doing more harm to myself when I was engaging with the activities that, that meant something to me um, and that they would actually be beneficial. A huge thanks to all the patients that generously gave up their time to present the 10 facts and for sharing their stories. When it comes to persistent low back pain, they have walked the walk and we hope that their stories help others. To find out more, search Back Pain Facts BJSM or head over to the PainEd website. So there's the audio from the stories behind the facts videos, which you can find via the link in the description. 
The audio from Gilletta was cut from a longer chat that I had with her, which you're about to hear now. A huge thanks to Gilletta for having this chat with us. You can find her on Twitter at MyCupOfJoe or through her website. She has a load of helpful and insightful content on there. So Gilletta, can you tell me about what your life looked like, you know, before? Before, my life was, was really just kind of dark and despairing and, and very, very small. I became very isolated and withdrawn from all of the people and the places and the experiences that really mattered to me. And not going to work anymore because I was off on workers' compensation was hugely upsetting and disruptive to my life because so much of my life had been based around work. And that was what gave me a sense of meaning and purpose and self-worth. So when I was off work and in this kind of dark and despairing place, I didn't feel like I had a sense of self-worth. I didn't have a purpose anymore. I didn't really know who I was anymore. And it was really, um, really disconcerting and really upsetting and difficult. So what sort of stuff couldn't you do, like, you know, in terms of activities and things that you said were meaningful for you? Can you give me some examples? So I, I couldn't do any of the active things that I used to do before. And I was a very active person. Having been a firefighter, I was very active at work all the time and trained really hard at work. And then when I would get off work, I would go to the gym. So I was a total gym rat. And I was also a runner. So my life was based around all of this kind of high intensity activity. And then all of a sudden I couldn't do those things anymore. And I, I started to develop all of these ideas about pain and what was causing it, that it, it started to restrict my movement even more. So I wasn't even just not doing that high intensity stuff. I wasn't doing much of anything anymore. I was barely leaving my house at one point in time. Right. So what, what was the key messages around or, or um, meanings around pain that you sort of understood at that time? At, at that time, I had very damage-based notions of what pain was. I understood pain to be an injury and that that meant there was something wrong with the tissues or the joint or the structure where pain was felt. So I, I, moving becomes really difficult when you feel like every time you move, you're doing more harm to yourself and more damage to yourself. And if, to me, that, that equation of pain equals damage meant that the more pain I felt, the more damage there was. So it became a very restrictive kind of belief. Mm, sounds tough. So, so where are you now? What's, what's life look like for you now? And, and your beliefs as well, your understandings. Yeah, my, my life is so much different now. And it, and it took time to get there. But having a different understanding of pain led to a different understanding of myself with pain and allowed me to get back to my life and allowed me to get back to the things that were meaningful to me and the activities that were meaningful to me. And um, we moved to Colorado after this experience, which is a beautiful mountain state in, in the United States. And I get outside and play as much as possible. I snowboard, I hike, um, I, I run or jog, probably more like jogging now. Um, and I just generally get outside as, as much as possible because we live in such a beautiful environment. Um, I don't go to the gym so much anymore because outside is my gym. And then I also do all the other things that I, I love, like reading and cooking and coloring and, and those sorts of things, which are pretty simple indoor-based activities, but also things that I had gotten away from when I was in pain. So just, just able to do those things that kind of make me feel more like me. And I, I volunteer with the National Sports Center for the Disabled, so it's with athletes and recreational okay. athletes who are getting out on the mountain to ski and snowboard. Um, I started a nonprofit that I co-founded with my friend Beth. Um, and I'm doing a bunch of, of pain patient advocacy work too. So my life has become much bigger and much brighter and much fuller since then. 
That's awesome. And and what's your understanding of pain now? My my understanding of pain completely shifted, and there was a lot of cognitive dissonance going on when I first started to learn um, like about pain biology and pain science. And I'm a total geek, so I was I was totally into that stuff when I was learning it. But I just understood pain to be less about damage and less about what's happening, you know, immediately in those tissues. But that's a part of it. What's going on in the tissues is part of it. But that pain is a whole person experience that that it involves a lot of different biological factors a lot of different psychological and social factors too and that all of those things are very real and, and based in our biology so I, I came to understand my pain as being very real which before meant that it had to be like found on a scan and understanding pain as real in a different way that it's something that is affected by and affects all of our systems you know our nervous system our immune system our endocrine system um, and, and that those things change over time when we've been in pain for a long time. But the really cool thing is that our biology is constantly adapting with our new and repeated experiences and that I had some control over what those new and repeated experiences were. Um, and that was huge. That was huge to, to understand that I wasn't doing more harm to myself when I was engaging with the activities that, that meant something to me um, and that they would actually be beneficial because of all of these other reasons. Yeah, cool. Neuro, neuroimmune um, plasticity, basically, right? We, we all have yeah. the ability to change over time. And so what were, you know, if you kind of look back at your journey, what were some of the key, maybe one or two or three factors that helped you get from that before space to, you know, you're after where you are now? For me, I found it in, in reading pain science, which is not going to be where a lot of people found it. But in in that reading for me, I found validation, which I think was the really, really important thing that I needed, that I felt like my pain was validated, that my pain was real, and in turn felt like I was validated, that I was validated as a person, and that, um, that I was still valued and invaluable as a person, or still could be, um, and still worthy. And, and that was huge, that kind of validation, that I wasn't just weak, that I wasn't bringing this all on myself, that this wasn't all my fault, was a really important thing for me to learn. Um, and then also that understanding that my pain was very real, but just real in different ways than I had understood before, that it was much more complex than I had understood it to be. It involved all aspects of my biology and not just my anatomy. Um, and that, you know, that psychological and social influences impacted that too. Like that social isolation and withdrawal is a, was a huge factor in my distress and in, in, in pain. And being able to reconnect with things that matter to me was really powerful in a lot of ways because we become so disconnected from the things that make us feel like ourselves when we're in pain that becoming reconnected to, to those things because we're no longer afraid we're doing harm to ourselves to mm. be a really important and valuable thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a powerful message. Um, it's, it's an awesome story, Jaleta. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Um, and yeah, we wish you all the best. Thank you so much. So there you have it. Episode 5 of the Empowered Beyond Pain podcast. As you heard, there were some common themes across each person's recovery, particularly around there being more to pain than just simply tissue damage, a point we discuss in episode three and four of the podcast. For Joletta, it was the integration of the current understanding of pain that helped her overcome its impact. A great point that Joletta also highlights was that understanding pain science gave her validation that her pain was real. Unfortunately, it's not uncommon for patients to feel like they're told that their pain is all made up or not real or all in their head. If that's you, let me apologise on behalf of whoever made you feel like that. 
I can almost guarantee that is not what they meant and they were just trying to help. Pain is always real, 100% of the time. While it's true the brain is responsible for pain, this doesn't mean it makes up or fabricates pain. It receives lots of information from your body, your past experiences, your beliefs, and many other places, and there are numerous processes that can turn up or turn down your experience of pain. Identifying, learning about, and addressing these factors can be an important part of improving. If you'd like to learn more, the Knowledge tab of the BodyLogic website is a great place to start. Additionally, the West Australian Department of Health has a fantastic website with up-to-date pain resources for the public. Just search Pain Health. We'll also link to that in the show notes page. So that's it for this week. Next week we chat with a world-leading orthopaedic surgeon and discuss the current understanding and treatment of osteoarthritis. Thanks for all your support so far on the podcast. If you like it, we'd love you to share it or leave a review with your feedback. We'd love to hear it. So until next week, remember to ask, is there more to pain than damage? Please note, what you heard on this episode of Empowered Beyond Pain is strictly for information purposes only and does not substitute individualised care from a trusted and licensed health professional. If you would like individualised, high-value care for your pain, sports or pelvic health problem, head to the BodyLogic website and make an appointment. Theme music generously provided by Fervin and Cash.